Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Deep Dive with Vanessa Day. I promise to share some insightful topics and truths that will help you on your journey in this beautiful life as we dive deep into difficult topics, happy topics, important topics, sad topics, and sometimes topics that will have you thinking, "Ah, I didn't know that." Today I touch on a topic that a lot of us have had to deal with at some point in our lives because unlike what we think our lives are a linear projectile it actually isn't it looks like a zigzag i promise you a scribble as all over the place but the destination is definitely up and it's a beautiful place as long as you believe and you strive for greatness a similar story and you might know it when i was younger i didn't know that this is where i would end up at 32 recording out of a beautiful basement in atlanta georgia speaking truths in perfect happiness and love and joy the journey starts somewhere and it takes you into different phases of your life that will require a different version of yourself later on in the show i'll be joined by an amazing beautiful lady who is a big part of my life and she will touch on her pivotal points but this topic today's subject is about life pivoting and career changes now you may all know that i started off as a lawyer mhm and before that i wanted to be a forensic scientist because i watched csi excessively and i thought that it was cool to study pathology and my father kind of thought it was cool too but then he kind of swayed me in the law direction i said you know what it, it, it wasn't as fancy as it looked like on television <laughs> trust me especially in third world africa but The truth of the matter is as you grow and you experience different things different things that you're interested in and as you continue to evolve as a woman as a young person as a as just a a creature of nature you discover that certain things make you tick and certain things are just for the moment honestly and there's nothing wrong with that now from studying law to changing a career path all the way into communications television journalism radio tv lights glamour action to a very successful career in music to now just loving my life as a full-blown woman an entertainer a lover a wife a friend a sister a daughter and a podcaster really nobody should time your 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 space your movement or your motion in this life you can evolve at your own pace and trust me the worst thing you'll ever do to yourself is compare your path your timing your changes your goals with other people's and that's what our generation does so well i'm guilty of it too i used to look outside on the other side of the fence and think damn she must be happy or wow how did she do that or oh i wish i could do that and that only caused me pain and brought me sadness and caused me grief because honestly my life my blueprint different from anybody else's in this world no one has my print no one has the print on my index finger there's no other and there never will be so why should our lives be the same you know why should our stories be the same 
And as much as it looks or sounds like the way that it's supposed to be to have a linear graph in the way you choose to live your life career-wise and otherwise, it's not necessarily the case. I've gone from being a tomboy. I had every punk rock hairstyle that you could think of. I used to listen to Avril Lavigne. I had so many color changes in my hair to completely not being able to look at those pictures anymore. But that was a phase in my life that I went through. And I'm proud of it. It brought me to where I am right now. So don't look at where you're at and think that this is the final destination. These are all stops on a beautiful journey that will lead you to somewhere that you don't even know of yet. The best thing is that it's unwritten and you discover and you grow through the process. And I think that people need to learn how to do that. And pivoting is a very important and special thing that happens in each of our lives. I noticed that one quote that I made in a past episode caught the attention of many. The beauty about life is that you can always start again. And pivoting is exactly that. When you decide that you don't like something and you want to make a change, that is growth. There's no shame in that. That is accepting that where you are is not where you want to live or where you want to grow your roots or where you want to plant the seeds. But your footprints are there and they always will be. And everything you've learned on the journey will go forth with you. And that is powerful and beautiful. And young girl, young man, if you know who you are, Nothing can shake you. Just keep discovering what you want and what makes you happy and what makes you the best version of yourself. Now, I have an incredible story about the man that I love and live with and who's my partner for life. He, you know what? Babe! Babe! Yeah? I need you to come tell people about your experiences and pivoting. All right. So Rose got an incredible take on this part. I haven't told him what it is yet. And I want him to share his story because believe it or not, Rose has a communications degree from one of the best universities in the United States of America. What did he do with it? Hi. Uh, Why are you so loud? Sorry. sorry. I'm here. Hey. Yes. Okay. How are you? I'm good. What's up? I need you to help me. Mm -hmm. We're talking about pivoting in life changes, career changes. Mm -hmm. You know, when you grow, when you're growing up, mm -hmm. you had a dream. Mm -hmm. You wanted to be the biggest star in the world and or an agent or anything. Yeah. Yeah, but before that. Oh, what I wanted to what I wanted to be? Yeah. Oh, I wanted to be a musician. You always like, wanted to be a musician. Yeah. Okay, right. Yeah. But before that, what was your career path? Oh, see. Why you got to be so difficult? Woman, I was chilling. You called me down here. Okay, okay? my bad. Yeah. Get to work. All right. <laughs> so uh, I went to college. I went to Northwestern University, one of the toughest schools ever. And I went and I wanted to study economics because of my dad being like so deep into the money world. So I went, did that. Then I was like, nah, let me I do. I didn't know that. Economics? I'm deep diving with you, woman. Ooh, this come on now. I love it. Come on, this is where it comes out, you know? I love this platform. Yes. Go ahead. So uh so I economics and then I was like, you know, let me do voice performance. Mm. So I actually got some money, a scholarship off of voice performance. Got there, I was like, all right, let me go back to economics. Uh, this is this is I don't like this. This is too technical for me. So you got accepted and your scholarship was on a voice performance yeah, major. Major. Got it. So then economics became the 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 uh Economics became the career path, and I didn't, I didn't like it. I didn't like macro and micro, all that stuff. That was, that was too much for me. <laughs> so now I was like, let me just do communications. I want to be a better communicator. Right. But I was like, one of my best friends, he was an athlete, and he, I was like, let me be an agent. 
But then they had a music, they had the music program had a studio that they were building. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, they got a studio. Now I can actually be an artist. Now notice the three things <laughs> that he's wanted to be in that small space of yes. time. Yes. He wanted to be an economist mm-hmm. and then I wanted to do an uh, uh, agent. He wanted to be a sports agent then, uh, in this case. Then a musician. And then he wanted to be a musician. Yeah. So I was trying to figure myself out. And circumstances happened that made it more sense for me. So the, the music program had a studio, million dollar studio. So we would sneak into that at night, like at one o'clock in the morning. And no one would know. We'd pay the janitor off. And do we, they know? I mean, now I'm deep diving. So obviously they know. They know now. Yeah. So... I'm seriously like trying to make sure that no one catches us and we're spending two hours in this studio. That's where I found the love again for music. So I'm hustling, selling mixtapes and all this stuff. And you then were selling mixtapes I was school? I was selling mixtapes on the corner of Northwestern University in Evanston, Chicago, Come Illinois. Now. Come on now. Uh, selling Air Force Ones, white tees to fund the dream. Hold on. Yeah. So you were selling merchandise? I was selling merchandise instead of economics class microeconomics or business so that was your economics class on the street corner exactly at northwestern yes selling air force ones and white tees and mixtapes yes that you had made illegally on campus yes got it a hundred percent it's you have been mischievous from day one i'm not mischievous no more baby don't say that Mm -hmm. don't say that on deep dive don't say that so so then after that then all of a sudden i realized as a young artist i needed money Right. So I didn't have any of it. So my, my, my manager at the time said, you need to figure out acting, get into acting, find a commercial or something. And I went in and I never had acted before. So no agency wanted to take me in. So I'm like, all right, how is this, this going to work? I end up going in for my first audition and I end up booking my first audition as an actor who's never acted before. So on a TV show called Boss. So now my life has now switched to the fourth thing, which is now acting. acting. So that's <laughs> yeah. four points of pivoting yeah. in your early 20s. 17 to 21. Imagine that. Yeah. Mm. So again, you just have to trust the process, you know, go with what fits for you. Um, don't limit yourself. I mm. think that was what I did. I, if I would have just said, no, I just want to be an artist, I would have never discovered this beautiful career as an actor and being one, on one of the most legendary shows of all time, you know? So I think it's just trusting the process and being ready for when the moment is now and when the moment hits you and when your number is called, be ready for it. That's beautiful. And look at where you are at now. And who's to say that you won't turn into a sports agent? Oh yeah, it's going to happen. That's my my fifth, my fifth pivot. We're business. We're going to start owning business, which is our sixth pivot. (laughs) And then we're going to have children, which is our seventh pivot. Right. You know, and And then then we're going to, have a sports agency which is our eighth pivot and then we're going to own property which is we already do that baby oh yeah (laughs) we already did that pivot. (laughs) yeah you didn't count it i did i didn't want to brag yeah thank you for your assistance all right bye-bye what an you see all right the beauty of becoming see how i did that Mm -hmm. is that at any point in time you can start again you can put all that information to the side use it where it's needed effectively like Roe used his economics to sell his mixtapes on the street corner with the Air Force Ones at a minimal input but still worked it to work in his favor that got him to where he needed to go which was the next stop which was the next stop which was the acting which was the music which was this career which is still blossoming which is his story he didn't have a linear path it's a ziggy zagazuga but it's beautiful
And at every stop, he left a footprint, he took what he needed, and he was ready for the next experience, the next encounter, the next, who's to say? Pivoting is beautiful and it's necessary. And in this time, especially because a lot of people are struggling with the economies, a lot of people are struggling to make ends meet. A lot of people are struggling to find what it is that they can do when the world has shifted so drastically. Don't be afraid to tap into your inner core and find what it is that you can pivot off of and change what seems to have been the dream or the goal. The dream can change. The dream can evolve. The dream can shape. And guess what? You can still get to that first dream through another path. You know what I mean? We kind of think that there's, again, it's not a linear path. You might have to have three different stops before you become that incredible shoemaker. And that's fine. You may have to go through five different courses before you can make that incredible botanical soap or whatever it is that you want to do and that's fine you may have to go through three different stops before you become the number one hairdresser in the world where you have a a doctorate and god knows what and that's fine too everything works in your favor because nothing that is learned is a waste if it's used effectively and so today we talk on exactly that pivoting career changes and the beauty of becoming your best self. Today, I have somebody who knows me better than most. Someone who's known me since I was a year old, seeing that we're a year apart. She grew up in our household, my father's favorite daughter, who's really his granddaughter. She is a muse, a mom, a light, a healer, my best friend, a sister in all times. And she is definitely the perfect person to talk about career expectations at the natural life of pivoting, which I feel is an incredible piece of um joy that we have heard today because it's a very important uh, topic of conversation. And we're just going to dive right into it. Please welcome my girl, my sister, Elle, also known as Elle Miss Bell, as you may know her on the socials. Hey, girl. Hey, that was a really cool intro. Thank you. I I saw you smiling through it. Yes. It's nice to (laughs) to each other through these platforms and still each other's still see still see each other's faces so I, I get genuine reactions from you i love that yes thank you for having me i love it here oh <laughs> already it's a nice already. i'm a fan <laughs> very much thank you so much i'm so um you know when we were talking about this um before we set up to record i was like i have to have you on your story is so incredible and it's so amazing because you've gone through so many beautiful life changes yes. and i can speak firsthand because i've had a front row seat to it yeah. uh, as a young woman who is i wouldn't say a single mom but a uh, a mom to a beautiful little boy and um, a mom who's doing it by herself right now. A recent divorcee, uh, an artist, a healer, a muse, my former beautician at many points in this incredible career. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if anyone has firsthand information of all the sad 
crazy happy moments it's been you you've seen it all what is the and what is your energy right now what 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 zone are you in let's set up the mood where is your mind at what's your energy like how are you feeling whoa um post covid just mm. feeling you know i mean i feel like so many of us are trying to tap back into this state of mind that we were in prior to all this nonsense happening and you know unraveling but uh definitely just trying to to center back to myself and trust my spirit because there's so much influence on the outside and sometimes that's a little for me that can be a little dangerous because I am an empath so I soak in so much and right now the vibe is so it's hurting it's the vibrations are so low they're angry and rightfully so in so many aspects you know but choosing to to say hey I have a voice in this how am I going to use it to go up how am Mm -hmm. I going to use it to heal how am I going to use it to be a mother so I think I am I'm I'm just looking for myself again in all of this and and choosing to um I'm choosing to be myself unapologetically to be happy when everyone else is saying this is a really sad time you know just choosing to truly be honest with myself I really like that. I think that's a very important thing that a lot of people are trying to avoid because it's easier to avoid it than to really face it because this has forced us to be still. This time has forced us to think about the things that we need to change about our lives, our lifestyles. This has forced us to be in energies that we don't really understand or new energies that we kept in the back burner, like yeah. listening to your thoughts, like taking time with yourself, like paying attention to your body, health-wise and otherwise, you know what I mean? So all these things that a lot of people had, you know, really been masking for a long time. That's why it was very important for me to ask you this in introduction, because I know you're very in tune with your emotions and have a very good way of expressing that. Now you spoke on something really good about, you know, just finding yourself again, Mm -hmm. which is foreign to many, but Mm -hmm. very necessary. Yeah, I think is at the core of this conversation. You know, we grew up in a very traditional home. We grew up in a very African, but still very modern home. Mm -hmm. And and we had the best of both worlds. We were raised traditionally African, but had the advantage of being, you know, travelers and Mm -hmm. people who had the opportunity to experience various cultures really early. Mm -hmm. Uh, As you searched yourself growing up, what was the thing that you wanted to do the most? What was the thing that you said, I set out to be a... I think my earliest memory of what I wanted to be was a model. I wanted it. There's just something about it that kind of drew me, that fascinated me so much. Um, and then, it, you know, I went to school and, and I, you know, I saw people getting taller and I wasn't getting taller. So that vanished. But... I think I was always drawn to the arts. I was always in school plays. So I wanted to sing at one point. I wanted to be an actress at one point. You know, I was always in school plays. I was in the school choir. I was always in the performing arts. I was also like into sports. Um, 
but mostly art. So I've always been drawn to performing arts and just art in general. I can attest to that. She played an incredible Annie and, and brought the house to tears. <laughs> and can you look, you should sing for us. <laughs> Actually. No, I could not. <laughs> no, no, no. But, um, so when you look at I've seen I've seen an incredible change through your journey. And I asked this first question because it's something that I realized I had never asked you. But mm -hmm. over the years in your 20s, you had um, an incredible experience coming to college in the United States, mm -hmm. a communications major, mm -hmm. studying to, you know, pursue a career in, you know, uh, well, who knows? But right. that was that was the goal. You had right. started off with the i with the i the idea of pursuing a career in communications right or right right so you then did what many people are so afraid to do and that is say hey i've done this but i don't know so much if this is quite fitting for what i want i don't right. know if this fits my story i don't know if this will fulfill me i don't know if this is what i want to say i'm making my money off of i mm -hmm. don't know if this will make me sleep easy at night so you mm -hmm. do this incredible career change and you go to beauty school mm -hmm. there's a drastic difference but very much similar to the core of you which is the artist which mm -hmm. is, you know the elma who loves the arts who's a very expression is very into expression mm -hmm. um what is the first thing that comes to your mind when you make a decision like this when you have to choose between oh i have to make this difficult decision knowing very well i spent time i there was money spent money. There was a mm -hmm. lot of a lot of investment that was put into this first path and then you make this incredible decision to go the other way yeah well I wish it happened as fast as, as you narrated. It honestly was such a journey. And for me, if I don't know if I've ever told you this, I didn't even like doing communications. I started off, I think, with political science and then I changed and I kept changing my major. And eventually I'm like, what am I doing? And mm -hmm. for me, it was this sense of security of, of being in school, of, of sound... I as you say that, I really, I was literally, sorry not to interrupt, but I feel like there's a okay. small sense of security with being a scholar. Yes, there is. And then I was intimidated just from the background I came from. I have an incredible grandpa who was this outstanding journalist, the best in Tanzania, one of the best in Africa. And then you have you, you went to law school. And then you have my other uncle who did, you know, journalism too. And right. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have to fall in line. I have to be I have to be, you know, there are these incredible people that there are these this lineage of just these scholars and I have to be next. And I hated school. I struggled in school. I am I do not do well in standardized testing environments at all. I'm, I'm an artist. I, I you know, I create I'm just my brain is just wired differently. and. For me, what's odd enough is I had a mother who knew that and she was the one who was advocating. Why don't you do art? Why don't you do the things that you like to do? You have all these certificates and awards from doing plays and doing all these things. Why don't you go pursue that? And I'm like, well, no one will take me seriously. Nobody will take me seriously if I do this. But eventually I got tired of the major switching and I had to be honest with myself. 
are you going to do another four years of this or or are you going to do something that you enjoy? And mm. so I think for me, what took place is an honest conversation with myself. Mm. I had to stop running from the truth. And you fit right into Stanford School of Business, Five Steps to Surviving Pivoting. Know what you want. Know what you want. Yeah. That's the first one. You knew exactly what you wanted. And you said, you know what? This is not what I'm going to do because we have only so much time. Yeah. Not time should ever be, you know, you know, we shouldn't look at time as a pressure point, but it should no. be used so beautifully in so a way that is fulfilling. Yes. Yes. So, you know, I think a lot of concerns and you, 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 you actually had a different, a different situation where your mother was actually the one pushing you to pushing do it. Right? Yes. Most yes. people have, uh, you know, a different story where the parents are completely against, you know, Absolutely. the pursuit of arts and other n- what they call non-professional careers. Right. Especially African parents. Yes. Right. In quotes, non-professional careers. So what I thought was beautiful was that you had the opportunity to have that type of ba- um, support, that type of um partnership from your parent from your parents and for them to say look you can pursue whatever it is that you want to pursue now mind you at this point in time you're in a foreign country yes you're in a different continent yes you feel alone you're literally in a world that's moving hustling and bustling and you're seeing everything that the information and media feeds us is movement and advancement and technology this and commercial that and uh, and um, career choice this and hair choice that and everything is about evolving and pivoting and movement and change and what have you and there you are like what do you do so you made this choice knowing exactly what you want which is the first step for a lot of people to really make these pivotal changes in their life which is powerful now at this point right now as we speak you've moved from seattle to atlanta after being there for 14 years, which is another Mm -hmm. pivotal point in your life. Yes. What do you say to people who have the fear of stepping out of their comfort zone, stepping out of a space where they have found their most safety? You know what I mean? Safety being a word that can be a two-edged sword at this point, right? Right. And what was the thing, the light bulb moment for you in your head that said, you know what, I could be here, and do the same thing over and over again. And this method is madness. Or I could, you know, what was the moment for you? So first I would, I would just ask, are you happy? Mm. Are you satisfied with where you are? And for me, that then that goes to the next question. Like what sparked me moving was I was tired of feeling stagnant. And I... I, w- I didn't know what I was going into at all, but I knew where I was. And I knew that had I kept staying there, I would eventually just, I don't know what's the word. I would just end up really like uninspired, unhappy. Nothing would grow from that space because nothing was growing. And I was getting to a space where, you know, I had gone through, like I went through one year, I was, I had gone through separation. I had moved out. I was in a different space. and. Yes, I felt growth in, in, in that move, but then it got to a point where it's like, what's next? And growth is constant, right? It's never, it never stops. And so for me, I was like, well, I could keep just staying in this space, but what comes out of it? 
and it's not much. And I decided that, yeah, I think it's, it's take that leap of faith. I mean, how that came about was also interesting, but I really am a firm believer of the universe and just how it responds to you and how you respond to or the vibrations you bring to the universe, like saying, I'm ready for change. I'm ready for something. Then it will present it to you. So you speak on the moment of change for you where you were like, I need to get out of this space. I need to change this situation. I need to change my situation. What if you can expand on the specifics of that? Sure. I feel like my routine, I I could memorize it like sleeping. I knew I'd have to wake up at a certain time, get my son ready for school, go take, drop him off at school, go do some ride share, you know, make a little bit of money because I need 12 o'clock. I have to go get him from school and then leave. I mean, go and be mom and do all these things. And the day's over. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I have, I have no time to pour into my creativity and when I would try to pour into my creativity, nothing came. I, there was no inspiration at one point. You know, mm. I tried almost, I kept trying these different things. I'm going, I'm working out. I'm going to therapy. I am trying to eat right, but still it's not enough. What is this? Mm. You know, and it just felt like the walls were closing in on me. Mm. It really started to feel that way. And I'm like, I, I, I do not belong here. Mm. I need to move. So I feel like at one point I was just like, I get this routine and, you know, I want my son to see me and experience me in my highest vibration and in my happiest and my best. And it doesn't mean I'm perfect, Mm. but who he's experiencing now is somebody so different. Mm. And I see it in his response Mm. to me. You know, he's just happier and and the energy is lighter and he's just free. Whereas before it was like, I'm so tired. Mommy's tired. You know, I was trying to make sure I get to the next thing so he can go to sleep so I could, you know. That's crazy. It's so interesting that our kids are so receptive to these energies and they understand them so well. You told me a beautiful story about Prince telling you to get off your phone recently. And yeah. Adam, my uh, our big brother Adam, had his son, who's the same age as Prince, three years old, say to him, Dad, when you speak to me, I want you to get off your phone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, kids are kids are receptive. This, this is just an example, but right. kids are so receptive to so many different energies. So it's it's important that we listen to them from that aspect. But for you, I think uh, the the life, the pivoting, the choice to move, the choice to make changes, the choice to get out of this space of um, redundance, this choice of I'm going to get out of my comfort zone is a major pivotal point in your life and has started to make some real changes for your relationships, even the closest one for you with your son. Yes. And and I think, I think that's, that's a very big lesson for people who, especially, I think you've answered that in the question that I asked earlier, it's like the people who are afraid, you said, you got to know what you want, but not only will you discover the changes in knowing what you want, through, you know, personal healing and personal empowerment, but also in the relationships around you and what those relationships can do for you and do for your career and do for even your um, new ideas and what it is that you want to do. Because I think a lot of us are bred in a system where we Mm -hmm. have been raised to be 
employed. We have been raised to be um, followers and not leaders. Yeah. We have been raised to have not independent thought, but the thought of the mob. It's the, it's the unpopular thing to do. Yes. You know what I mean? It's the unpopular thing to do that breeds the most. Go against the grain. Exactly. To go against the grain is the most unpopular thing to do, the most unpopular choice, the most unpopular opinion, the most unpopular, you know, it's all these things that actually breed change. And I think that's something that we need to really instill in the people around us is that, yo, instead of waiting for someone to give you a handout, to give you a job, to, 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 to send out the resume, you know, I had so many young artists come up to me um, earlier on in my career and say, you've made it. How did you make it? How can you help me? I say, how can you help you? You know what I mean? Success happens when, you know, preparation meets opportunity. As you continue to hone your skills and you don't do the things that make you stand out is when these opportunities come to you. So this is what you're saying about speaking it into the universe and the universe presenting you the ideal, you know, ideal opportunity to be your best self. And I really, I really believe that that was a, a major part of your pivotal life changing moment. Right. And it's scary. I'm having a life changing moment. I'm having right. a pivotal life changing moment yeah. right now. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm transitioning from, you know, pop star, diva, hair, glam. You should see me right now. I have no weave, no nails. No, this is eyelash. Thank you very much. All of these are, this is a small example I'm giving of change, but these are things that are important to embrace and not be afraid of because it was routine. I had to get my nails done. I had to have my lashes in. I had to have my makeup done. Mm. I I had to have my eyebrows fixed. I always mm. had to do these things that I thought were the thing that mm. made me stand out, that made me who I am, that made me, you know what I mean, the pop star, that made me the Vanessa Day. And all of these things stripped off have no weight at all. They actually yeah. were a weight, you know what right. I mean? Right. So, who are you without these things? Who are you without these things? Are right. you using them as crutches? Yes. As in your enhancement, in your elevation, are you going with them? Mm. Are you hiding? Are you hiding behind, behind them? Oh, yeah. this is a very important thing to talk about because this yeah. is this goes back to the uh, the concept of scholars. Mm-hmm. And people, yes. Are you hiding behind the the I sure know, was. the facility? Are you hiding oh, behind? You know what I mean, because the world is too scary. The world is scary. Like, Real I was switching majors like, okay, this this buys me another year. So cool. Right. I'll just stay in here for uh-huh. another year. At least I look like I'm doing something. <laughs> but actually, I'm like, I don't know. I don't like these lectures. I don't want to read this. I, this does not apply. Uh-huh. This does not make a difference. This is something, this is a conversation that needs to be had with a lot of, uh, a lot of youth a lot of young people, a lot of young people need to hear that. A yeah. lot of people need to, you know, um, go against the grain, do the mo- do the unpopular thing to do, you know, right. and find find your redemption in that. I think it's a very, very, um, very, very necessary thing to do, necessary right. to do for your survival, necessary thing to do for your happiness, necessary thing to do for your enlightenment and your upliftment. Yeah. And so now as you proceed in your career, and when I say that, I mean your next career choice. You mentioned, right. right. You mentioned something about ride sharing and, you know, 
it's the truth about the world right now is people are trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. There is such a dire situation when it comes to number one, employment, or just the ability to make ends meet, mm-hmm. the ability to have um, streams of revenue, the yeah. ability to sustain oneself in whichever community I'm speaking from us living in Atlanta to people living in the city of Dar es Salaam to Mimi, Mimi Mars now selling um, stockfish and sardines and, you know, making alternative revenue streams. What is the scariest part about that? For me, it's the unknown. Uh, Fear of the unknown is, is what will sometimes keep you up at night. It's what will sometimes have you doing odd jobs. It will will push you away from your dream because you're saying this is not realistic to do right now. You know what I mean? Mm. I need to survive. The scariest thing is for me, besides the unknown, it's fear. And fear, understanding fear for me every day is mind blowing because I see how little it is Mm. when you confront fear like fully confront it and understand what am I fearing what am I scared of because this shift is universal we've all been put in this space every single person in this planet feels where we are and there's a pause happening there's a lot of revelation, a lot of thing, a lot of truths coming to light, and the truth isn't always beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. As we're experiencing in the United yes, States, yes, yeah. right? But the truth is necessary in moving forward. Confronting mm-hmm. fear is necessary in growth mm-hmm. because you're at least going into it with a clear mind, with a sense of awareness. People are afraid of what odd jobs will do for whatever it is that you're hiding or building or whatever pride you may have, which is nonsensical. You know, sometimes you have to survive and pride will kill you. Right, right. And and even to add to that, you know, not everyone has the privilege of being able to afford, you know, like there's money. People are in different backgrounds and things like that. So I, I, I understand you know, not everyone has the privilege of, of pursuing their dreams and having, you know, money that's saved away or, you know, being able to go back to be with your parents. Not everyone has access to these things. So I understand that. But I think right now I watched something yesterday and the gentleman was saying that there is no going back to the norm. It's comp- everything switches after this. We're not going back to anything. So normal. the whole world is pivoting. The whole world is pivoting. And guess what? You are a part of that pivot. You are a part of that change. Create the change. Mm-hmm. And it's scary and it's uncomfortable. And it's, 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 it's a lot. But do not be afraid of, of being uncomfortable. I think that that is what I'm learning now is, yes, be uncomfortable, feel it for what it is, but do not be afraid Mm. because it's part of change. It's part of the necessary. It's part of the necessary change. And I think the, 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 you know, the discomfort is going to push you into your next elevation. You know what I mean? It's your, what is the word? I can never say it. The, The cocoon, the 
the butterfly journey, the metamorphosis. The metamorphosis of metamorphosis, self. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Um, so as you as you morph, my darling, yeah. what, what is your next step? I know that you're now, and I think rightfully so, studying or learning or discovering the art of being a doula. Yes. Yes. A lot of people are unfamiliar with what that even is. So break it down for us a little. Break it down. Okay. So a doula is like a midwife. But I feel like they're more personal than that. They're not a doctor, but they are someone. So there's different parts of being a doula. There's a birth doula. So there's different elements of of being a doula. And I want to be a full-on doula. There's a birth doula. There's a postpartum doula. Yes. So And I want to be all those things. So basically, a doula is like your personal, your personal person who deals with women who are you know, either pregnant women or women who are, have given birth and, and they just, a doula basically helps out with labor or preparation for labor and after labor, you know, nursing, because so many things people don't realize happen after you've had a child, you know, some women choose not to nurse, some women are unable to nurse and they don't know why, especially, um, for black women, we are so underrepresented in childbirth and just health, actually, we have it the worst. And so a doula is just somebody that um, is there for you during those things, because you do need somebody, you do need a team. And you and I come from a culture where after a woman's given birth, someone stays with you for Maybe a month? Yes, a month to 40. That's a doula. Yes, That's tra- a doula. Yes, traditionally back home um, after childbirth, the new mom has either her mother-in-law or someone from her husband's side or her own side stay with her throughout the process of, you know, postpartum. Um, so she helps her bathe. She helps her um, recover from her wounds. She helps her wrap her stomach to get it yes. back to shape and find yes. her waist. She helps her um, nurse her baby. She helps mm-hmm. her take turns at nursing in the nighttime. Mm-hmm. You know? Preparing food, preparing food for the mom, because when you're nursing, you're giving out all this energy, but it's, are you able to replenish? And if you're by yourself, that's really difficult. Right, right, right. So it's only becoming a very popular culture in the Western world, but it's been very... It's been going on from the beginning of time. It's from the beginning of time back home. And that's so, a fancy word. So this is you coming in with your African culture and knowledge and just natural instincts and you know sharing it and spreading it into the world in the very in the purest of ways yes in the introduction of new life into the world and imagine how beautiful a world is where from birth someone experiences such love unconditional love from even a stranger yes you know what i mean it's it's so necessary because i think the world needs a lot of healing and it could start a childbirth and i think that's a very important energy to have from the beginning from the beginning from the beginning you know and um, (laughs) it's a sad fact that a lot of women are treated poorly in the healthcare system you're right a lot of especially black women especially black women of color um 
when you look at um, the hospital facilities back home, a lot of women have to share hospital beds. A lot of women have to, you know, get off the hospital beds right after labor. Just after they give birth, they have to get off the bed so some other woman can come on, another mother can come on and have her. Oh my gosh. And, you know, there was, there was, there were so many, there was so much backlash in Tanzania um, after a picture leaked or there was a picture of a public hospital with a lot with a picture of women and their newborn babies laying down on the floor spread out for what seemed like two meters long yeah. just on the floor a cold cement floor this is after birth so you know there's so many things and there's so many things that need to be addressed when it comes to the issue of healthcare and um, you know just healthcare period yes so this is a this is a an important giving to the world right now that I think you're doing and I'm excited for your journey. Thank Just you. out of curiosity, apart from the instinctual need and want and and desire to be of service, which is who you are and that's what I love about you. What is the thing that you thought what is it that it does for you personally to branch into this type of care? Honestly, okay, so I'll start with what sparked it. Because I I went through, you know, I have a three-year-old, so obviously I went through pregnancy, but I had a really, really rough pregnancy. And being a first-time mom in America, I didn't have my family with me. I was, you know, I had family, like my uh, prince's dad's family is my family. And so a lot of people did look out in that sense. But when you're a first-time mom, there's a lot of things you do not know. And I would go to classes and things like this, but still there are certain things there are certain things I um, I didn't know, and I wish somebody had talked to me through it. Um, I had a very complicated pregnancy; it was very rough, and you you saw some of it. You I know, saw some of it really rough, and I and I didn't understand it. And when I would go to these doctor appointments, it's, I felt like someone was talking to me in a foreign language. You know, I. After I had gave birth, I had preeclampsia, which if you're from, if you know, Serena Williams spoke about having it too. Beyonce spoke about having it too. And what is it? Please break it down for us. Oh my gosh, what is it? It basically affects like, and this is not the right number, but a high number, like ninety percent of Black women are affected by preeclampsia, and it's a condition that basically means you are in high risk of seizures of having a stroke of and all kinds of things and they don't really know exactly why typically it happens during pregnancy and so they say when you're having preeclampsia you know they're wanting to monitor you and maybe you're having to give birth earlier than expected or whatever but i had it it during pregnancy but i also had it after pregnancy which was weird and so i remember trying to get answers and asking well what do i do what can i can be done. I drove myself to the hospital one night because I felt poorly. And they just told me, yeah, you're still experiencing preeclampsia. I had these huge feet. You've seen, I showed you my feet. I had these huge feet. I'm like, why am I still swelling up? I gave birth like almost a month ago. Why is this still happening? They're like, you know, you have very, your heart rate is really low and you're at high risk of a stroke. And I'm like, okay. And they let me drive off. They let me drive myself home and I'm driving home like I am at a high risk for a stroke. Like what could happen? And I feel like that's why I wanted to be a doula because I would not allow anybody to go through something like that. You know what I'm saying? You need support. 
And so the reason why this is important to me is I understand the importance of support in motherhood, the importance of support, especially in America, where it's a culture where unlike where I come from, you know, it's a community based culture. Here, people are very to themselves. And I've seen mothers, single mothers, go through everything by themselves. And yes, it's admirable and I salute and I command them for their strength, but you shouldn't have to. Mm. That is a very, 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 very sacred time. A time that, you know, your being strong could take away from you bonding with your newborn. And that is a very important time. So a doula helps, allows you to, to be in that space, to be in that energy and build and, and heal and recover, you know, because I don't know, things, just many little things. Like there are times where I've gone where I'm, the day's over and I'm like, I did not eat today mm. because I'm like, I need Prince to eat. Mm. Right. But it's on me. <laughs> right. So it's, it's to the core of it is to take uh, taking care and giving care being a caregiver being a nurturer and a supporter yes definitely a nurturer and a supporter that's beautiful that's yeah. beautiful we need yeah. more youth around the world yeah i love that um so what is your biggest worry in this time as you pivot my biggest worry as a african black woman is my son my beautiful black son that is my biggest worry. And he is American by birth. Mm. You know, he was born here. He is American. And my worry for him is what is he going to wake up to? And so, yes, it's a worry, but it's also my fight. I choose, I'm choosing to do something about it as opposed to feeling defeated, which is what the reality is trying to, to make me feel. And, and at times I do feel that way, but it's me choosing to fight that when it's his time to wake up, he has a right to just be a boy and, and play and be happy because I've experienced freedom. I grew up elsewhere from elsewhere. I'm from, you know, I'm from home, from Africa. And I never, this is since when I moved here is when I, I experienced being black. Whereas at home, I was just a little girl, you know, and I could play and I could feel liberated and all these things. And here it's different. And I would love my son to experience just being a child and for him to grow. That's very important. And what are, what are your worries career-wise? What are your worries as a person who's transitioning and is at a point of pivot? And what are your worries? What do you wake up thinking about when you sleep? What are you thinking about? What are your worries right now as you have embarked on this incredibly brave journey? Bills. Am I going to be able to take care of my bills in a few months? You know, I currently am doing, you know, like Instacart and ride shares and so on. But, you know, when all this, so I'm currently doing like ride shares and Instacart, but when uh, COVID first struck, everything froze, including those things. And it was like, okay, so what am I going to do? And thankfully, I'm grateful for the support system that is around me that chipped in and helped out. But now it's like, okay, what can I do 
that even in all of this, I won't be affected, that would still allow me to put food on the table, that would still allow me to take care of bills. Because, yeah, it was great that a lot of like companies and mortgage companies could extend time, but that time's up now. They're no longer doing that. They expect you to pay your bills at certain, you know, at this time, at a certain amount of time. And it's so my worry would be things like that. Like, am I are we going to be okay? Are we going to be able to afford living in our home? Do we need to think about something else? So on and so forth. Is being a doula because you have to pay to be a doula to be certified? You know, it's like 700 and something. And so it's like, do I need to do that right now? Should I do that later? Should I first work a nine to five to, um, ensure that I have enough money and then get to this later. But then it's like, what is later? Do I have a guarantee that I, I have this amount of time? Well, your concerns are concerns of the world right now, honestly. And yeah. your thoughts are thoughts of many and your worries are worries of many. But I think the the one important thing is to everyday wins. I, people forget the power of everyday small mm-hmm. wins. Everyday small wins that align to the big win. You know what I mean? There's no big wins without small wins. So um, I think it's an incredible journey that you're going to ha- be a testimony to at the end of the day as somebody who took a leap of faith and, you know, banked on yourself and banked on you. And trust me, as long as you got you, you're the bank. And um, I, I'm excited to see what the journey has for you. You know what I mean? I'm excited to see what your artistic journey, where your artistic journey leads. I'm excited to see where your journey of service and healthcare and support leads. I'm excited to see where maybe your communication skill come in. And I think that people forget that you don't unlearn things. Yes. You don't unlearn things. So you're going to have all these incredible skills from different changes. I I always say, I honestly think that I was several other things in many different lifetimes because sometimes I say, I, I, I don't know where I learned that, but it's a beautiful thing to be able to say, look, something learned is never unlearned or something practiced is never lost time. Mm. So I, I encourage you. I thank you. Thank you for joining us today. I know a lot of people needed to hear your opinion. I know a lot of people needed to feel your honesty. I know a lot of people needed to hear your perspective of someone who is part of living a life that is honest, but it's also a reflection of many people's honesty as well, that they're afraid to really talk about and embrace because it, it's scary. It's scary. Life is scary. Yes. Life is scary. And if I may add, we talked about how, you know, you have to know what you want. And I just want to say, you don't have to have a whole plan Mm. in mind. You know, you just have to be ready. Just have to be ready. You just have to say, you know what, universe, I'm ready. I want to be fearless. I want to become all the things that I was put on this earth to be. I want to tap into my talents. I think that is always a necessary step. You don't have to have an entire plan, you know, because for me, I said I was ready for change, but change is here. I'm sitting here and, and still, I don't know really what my career, you know, how to get started and finances. I don't have all those things sorted out, but I, I'm ready. A hundred percent yo i appreciate that because you you again have spoken the words of the five steps to surviving pivoting i need to read this book 
know what you want, build, align your, uh, you know, build your knowledge base, leverage your strengths, market your skills, avoid common mistakes. These are the things they say the most. And if you will make it, everyone figures it out. Everyone figures it out. The odds are in your favor. The answers are within. The answers are within. So thank you for sharing your answers. Thank you for having me. Thank you for time. And um, we look forward to seeing, you know, the next step of Elle. Thank you. I'm excited. I'm excited for you too. <laughs> <laughs> How can we keep up with you so that everyone can actually be a part of this incredible journey of light? Where do we find you? Um, definitely Instagram. I think that's where I share most of my journey. So at L Miss Bell on Instagram, L Miss Bell on Facebook, but mainly Instagram, YouTube, L Miss Bell. That's where I'm at. That's where I'll be. So you can find me. That's perfect. For more insight on L Miss Bell, follow her journey, figure out what it is that she's doing in her next steps and her moving forward and her growth in her e- elevation. We appreciate you for listening. Thank you for joining us on yet another fantastic episode of Deep Dive with Vanessa Day. Be sure to subscribe. Thank you all for spending time with us yet again. Be blessed. God bless you. And remember, spread love. Bye. Spread love. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Did you love it? Please subscribe and write a review or tell your friend about the show. Find me on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at Vanessa Day. Thank you to my producer, Amanda Rosenberg, and the team at Jam Street Media. We're having such an amazing time and look forward to coming back next week. From Jam Street Media.